0: This is the Extreme Threads Lacrosse Classified Podcast with Jake Elliott and Brad Chaloner. The hottest storylines and biggest names from the NLL and across the lacrosse world. Now here's Jake and Brad.
1: That would be the lovely Miss Chantel Chand with our brand new intro here on Extreme Threads Lacrosse Classified on the Laxell Stars Podcast Network where we... Row the game one podcast at a time and another shout out goes to Sakani Baker for the brand new beats on the show as well I know Sakani was fired up to give us some beats we are fired up to get them and uh, everything's kind of coming together I think we're going to roll out a brand new logo this week too as well Brad I'm not positive on that uh, and that may be a little weird as we record before we release so I'm hoping when you hear this there's a brand new logo to go along with it. Brad Chaloner welcome back to the podcast
0: Thanks for having me, brother. Maybe next time we'll wrap over Sakani's beach. They're they're really tasty. You well, know, I just want to I just want to start flowing sometimes, but I will spare everyone of that. Uh, happy to be back, man. You and I got to, a chance to connect this weekend. Yeah, I was doing play I was doing play by play in Coquitlam, and then I just uh, kind of came
1: in and just shoved you aside.
0: Adnax and Lakers on um, on Saturday night. There, one of my favorite broadcast booths. In the West, back in the palace, and uh, yeah, first period, intermission, all of a sudden, in slides, jumbo. I'm like, okay, you can do play by play. I'll slide over a new color, but you're not getting paid. Like this is my my paycheck night. So, you know, no better place to be on a Saturday night. So yeah, appreciate you sliding in there, and it was nice to uh, nice for you and I to get reacquainted on the broadcast. I think we both we did more time just talking about the state of the WLA and the Mm. two teams rather than the play on the floor. No, I wouldn't that say
1: that. I would say that turned into say.
0: a hell of a game at the end. Uh, I predicted Tyler Digby is the overtime hero You who did. scored the dagger in uh three on three overtime. It was actually power play goal
1: so it was for four Tyler on three. Digby,
0: uh four on three in that overtime. As we were both kind of licking our chops thinking we would get a first tense to see three on three OT in the mm. WLA and Coquitlam got a penalty with uh as the whistle was going to end regulation. So it was four three in overtime for the Burnaby Lakers. Not your traditional power play goal is, is kind of a broken play. Adnex took the ball off the floor. Seagull. Seagull, Tyler Digby was hanging out in the offensive zone, a nice outlet pass, breakaway, one-on-one against Christian Delbianco, and he beat him five-hole, I believe, and that was his first goal in the big two games that he played this weekend, returning to the Burnaby Lakers lineup. So Digger lifts the Burnaby Lakers, and, yeah, you and I uh, – Reignite the chemistry a little bit, you know. Yeah, it yeah.
1: well it wasn't it, was it wasn't like you weren't expecting me to show up on Saturday night. It's not like I just like barged in and was like, Hey <laughs> I'm here. Move over sort of thing. I was in Langley. Um I was supposed to do that Coquitlam game, but I was in Langley for a five o'clock start and just couldn't get there in time, but still Wanted to uh, see and do that game. And, it, yeah, you're right. It was good to get back together and uh, fire that back up a little bit. Get a little practice in before, uh, hopefully, W.A. playoffs. And World Championships coming up. And you're right. Uh, that was a heck of a game. And, and how about Christian Del Bianco in that game, man? Like, I don't, what did he face? Like, 68 shots, something like that? And I
0: think he 50-something saves. And Burnaby's been well, – we're going to talk to Pete Tellis We are. So Burn- we Burnaby's are. been – Burnaby's been surprising people and they've been shooting the ball and they were averaging over 52 a night through their first six games, which is a pretty good number in the WLA, pretty good number in any league. And yeah, Christian Delbianco saw a lot of rubber and, you know, and there's some good, some good pieces there for Coquitlam. And I mentioned on the broadcast too, that I think Delbianco being a Coquitlam now, he is going to be their best recruiter going forward. So sure. you know, He's the guy that might be able to bring Chalen Rogers and Reed Reinhold and, and West well, we supposed to report this year, but he's the guy that's going to bring those guys home because they know when cdb's in the pipes he's going to give any team a chance to win on any given night and yeah he was he was absolutely on fire but got hung out to dry there in ot and got hung out to dry a couple times and that's going to be the big thing what kind of defense can they put in front of christian del bianco to, to turn this adnack thing around
1: yeah and and just to add on to there, and Coquellum, uh coquillum and their gm have parted ways uh mike petrie officially resigning from his general manager position for the Coquitlam Adnecks. So they're kind of searching for a new man in charge there in Coquitlam uh, midseason, which is never never a good thing. Um, what do you want to do? you want to get in into our, our Snappy Tech uh, Lax Class Weekly Report Cards here right off the get-go? Let's
0: get right into them. Let's hand them out.
1: Okay, um, we started with F last time, and I think we're going to start with A this time, because I think I want to finish off with F this week, Brad. Are you okay with that?
0: Yeah, I'm happy with starting with the positive. Yeah,
1: let's do that uh, this week, because uh, the positive is a real positive, and, and we'll give our A here this week to Coquitlam as a whole, and and yes, it is my hometown, and I'm a very proud Coquitlam native, uh, Adnac, all the rest of it, but even if I wasn't in this situation, Brad, what transpired over the weekend in Adnac country was quite exceptional. You, you had the Les Wingrove banner-raising night on Friday just ahead of Junior Adnak's Junior Thunder, which was a heck of a lacrosse game, 11-10, Coquitlam winning that one, um, and a real entertaining game between Langley and Coquitlam but you know the banner goes up everything kind of went off without a hitch except for maybe the 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 baggy coming off the banner smoothly but uh job got done banner went up and, and you know tons of kids in the crowd with with the Trevor Wingrove Memorial Tournament taking place over the weekend as well so really good crowd lots of young kids lots of american young kids there um throughout the weekend, and, and congratulations to all the, the gold medal winners and silver medal winners at the Trevor Wingrove tournament because uh, that is a really prestigious tournament, one of the best in the country at the minor level. I know uh, the Bantam Adnecks, uh brought home a gold medal. Shout-out to my guys Connor and Randy Clough at Extreme threats who coached that team, uh, but lots of lots of good games going on all weekend. And then the senior game, you mentioned it, a 9-9 uh, going to overtime Another great crowd there. Like, it was just a fantastic weekend as a whole in Coquitlam with the junior, the senior, and the Wingrove tournament and the banner. Like, it was fantastic to be there.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I I begrudgingly, I don't begrudgingly anymore, but as as a player growing up, going into Coquitlam, you know, you you knew, you were a little bit jealous of of the alumni situation they had there and the pride that they had in the town and just... You know, we got our asses handed to us every single time we went into Coquitlam, <laughs> um, unless until my final year, final year of junior B, when we knocked them off in the in the provincial championship in Delta. But whoa, whoa. I will say, every other year, you know, you almost went in with your hat in your hand to Coquitlam, thinking, okay, going to get a good spanking tonight, and then we'll you know we'll go back home and we'll we'll play a home game next week against Burnaby and have a chance to win a kind of thing, right? And there's just Coquitlam was always so good and. You know, a lot of that was because of the, the things that Les Wingrove put in place. He was the godfather of Coquitlam lacrosse, Coquitlam junior lacrosse, and just the amount of kids that play in Coquitlam, uh, the minor num- uh, the minor numbers are fantastic there, so by sheer volume, it's one of the hottest spots, but, you know, just the pride that, and the system that they have in place from, you know, mini-type all the way through to junior A is just so cohesive, and and Les was a big part of that. Just seeing it all come together on one fantastic weekend is great. And, you know, the, the Junior A Adnax, which we'll talk a lot about this summer, they've just gone to to 10 straight Minto Cup appearances mm. in a row. And I think people forget that there was dark times before okay. 2009 I was, when they started to the run, you know?
1: <laughs> I was part, people, I was part of that. I was part all of that people, dark time. All
0: people know of, of this generation now is, is the decade of dominance. But before that... It wasn't so much. It's been a testament to what's been built in Coquitlam. And, you know, we were watching Daryl Veltman play for the Burnaby Lakers mm. this weekend, and I was reminiscing of when he was on the lefty side with the senior Adnacks with Dane Doby. And, like, that, there was a great few years there of senior A sure. Adnack ball after that 2007 Man Cup run that they lost at home there. But, you know, so I, I hope to see the... The senior Adnax reemerge as a powerhouse in the West too, because
1: yeah,
2: you
0: know that would just mean so much to the community to get those guys back on top too. And there's a lot of reasons why it hasn't happened that way. You know, they haven't been able to protect guys like they do in the East. And what would the senior Adnax look like if they were able to protect two junior A graduating Quitlam native boys every single year? Like that club would be at the top of the Western Lacrosse Association year after year. So I hope to see things turn around and. I think, uh, I think it will going forward, and, and the guys will be thinking about less for doing it. So, yeah. yeah, as a Delta guy growing up, always admired heading into
1: Coquelin. Well, I appreciate that. And, and let's not forget, like, Coquelin was a team that used to bring guys out from the East like Josh Sanderson, John Grant, Colin Doyle, Brody Merrill. Like, these all these guys all wore ADNAC uniforms uh, back in the early 2000s, and uh, for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened. Let's move on, because that was a long A right there, Brad. Uh Locks class for weekly report cards brought to you by Stampede Tack. By the way, complete source for boots, hats, belts, jeans, and anything country. They ship Canada wide. Located in Cloverdale since 1967. Uh, shop online at Stampede.ca. Shopping online, still shopping local. We were kind of chatting with her with our man Kevin Michael Winkler uh, from Stampede Tech. He says he's got some Wrangler t-shirts he might do up, uh, a little lax class style, so we'll look forward to that. we got some giveaways that we want to do for Stampede Tech as well. We're going to give away Thunder tickets. We're going to maybe give away some cowboy hats as well, and uh, we just got to kind of figure out how we do that, Bradley. Uh, but we'll figure that out maybe this week. Uh, we'll, maybe we'll just give away Thunder tickets. Uh, we'll ask something easy. And at least give away some tickets, and then figure out how to start giving away some prizes here moving forward. Uh, B, um, I'm going to let you take this one, but it's it's the other guest we're going to have on the show this week. We didn't mention that is Smoking Pat Gregoire, who of course uh, is with the Lacrosse Flash, but also made a weekly appearance on the Off the Crossbar podcast. But Teddy, I think, is shutting down for the summer and. I really enjoyed Pat's commentary so much that I reached out to Pat and said, hey, like, if you're not doing anything, why don't you be our Eastern correspondent throughout the summer here on Lax Class and keep us kind of up to date on what's happening through Junior A and, and Senior A in Ontario, maybe even a little Junior B as well as Patty Gregoire coaches the Ironheads back there. Um but he was kind of the first one to let us know coming out of the gates here. Burnaby, I think, has been a big surprise in the WLA out of the gates at 5-1. and one. But on the other side of things, Coburg has been just as impressive. They lost last night, but still for Coburg to be 3-1 and one at this point of the season, I think, has got to be a win for them. So Burnaby and Coburg, a bit of a surprise, get our B-letter grade here.
0: Yeah, they get the B because yeah, they were both sort of surprising out of the gate. You expected New West and Maple Ridge to be successful in the West. You expect Six Nations and Peterborough to be successful in the East, but Coburg jumping out to a 3 and 1 start led by uh, that killing kid Kyle Killen. uh Cam Milligan putting up numbers on that righty side for the Coburg Kodiaks and Kevin Orleman shutting the door. So, they are 3 and 1. They got our B this week and the Burnaby Lakers same sort of story. The uh, a lot of new faces in the lineup for the Burnaby Lakers. They've lost a lot in Justin Salt going to New West. Not sure if we're going to see Matt Beers this year, but, you know, they replenished the coop with, with Ryland Reese and Graydon Bradley, who both had fantastic weekends, and Robert Church in the lineup early in the season is, is a man-possessed right now and on his way to uh, through an N- MVP-caliber-type season. So two teams off two sort of surprising starts to get our nod for the B.
1: That would be uh, bar down bobby Church we're going with now, right?
0: Bar down Bobby Church, yeah. We we coined that together on uh, on Saturday night. Let's let's stick with it.
1: I like it. I think that's we'll good. We'll
0: Pete tell us if he'll trickle it down through the lineup later.
1: And it doesn't really matter if if Robbie Church likes it or not. We're going with Bar Bar, bar Down Bobby Church. Let's move along here in Lax Class Weekly Report cards. Uh C is up next, Bradley. And this C is always a bit of a tricky one because it's not something that's super great. It's not something that's a negative. It's just kind of there, and we kind of got—we skipped over it last week. We we flat out forgot to get to it, uh, quite frankly. So this week, here our C letter grade will go to the NLL awards.
0: Yeah, the NLL Awards came out uh, right after, I think I got the press release in the last couple minutes of us recording the show last Monday, so and we didn't forget, I think it just sort of trickled in a little bit late, but uh, the nominees are out, the top three finalists for each uh, of the NLL Awards.
1: Any you got a problem uh, and, and, with?
0: And the C, the, I, we give it the C because it's, yeah, it's okay, like I think they got most of these right from from my perspective and from your perspective. Um, The only thing that jumps out to me that makes this a C grade and not a B or an E grade is uh, uh, Pat Merrill, not up for the Les Bartley Award. I think he did amazing things with an expansion. San Diego Seals team, yes, he's nominated for GM of the year, but I think what he did behind the bench, almost uh Who would you take off the list? More impressive.
1: Who would you take off the list to put Pat on? I'd probably on?
0: take Matt Sawyer off the list. Uh, JT and Rich Kilgore are on there for Buffalo. They get to the finals. They did great things. Kurt Molowski, the mastermind of the NLL mm. champion, he's on that list too and probably the winner. But, uh, you know, Matt Sawyer's Toronto Rock, I think. They had an up-and-down year. They had a six-game win streak. They closed out strong, but they did not look good in the playoffs, and their offense really never got away from that stagnant outside perimeter game that they were known for all season long. So, yeah, if you're swapping anybody out, maybe you pull them out. But out this, with, just uh, just Merrill so you there. know,
1: this is for the regular season. The playoffs and championship are not taken into consideration when handing these awards out. Correct?
0: Uh, I, I well, it obviously goes into. I don't know if they voted on these or not yet, but I think people are obviously going to be thinking about those things when
1: speaking when of you take voting. It into Brad Challener, I, for every year that I have been involved with the National Lacrosse League, I have always gotten to place my vote. For the Tom Borelli Award as a media member, this year we did not get to do that, and and it perturbed me a little bit, quite frankly. Oh, you didn't? No,
0: I'm just I don't know, I'm just kidding. I didn't either. I didn't okay, either. Um, now, don't no, do that, was, that to was, me. That was the first. That was the first. I don't know who's voting on the media person the year. I always like it when peers are voting, but. Bob Chavez, our man Tyson Geike and Barcel Jordy get the nominees for NLL Media mm. Person of the Year. Um, you know, everything else, looked Rookie of the Year, Ian McKay, Matt Rambo, Austin Stotts. You could probably put Kyle Killen on that list. Sure, I um, know he played less games than all those guys, but made a huge impact whenever he was. Um, Defensive Player of the Year, Graham Hossick, Steve Priolo, Kyle Rubish. No-brainers there. I know you were a big Mike Messenger fan.
1: He's got it, yeah. I mean, if he's not third, he's fourth.
0: Transition Player of the Year, Zach Courier, Challen Rogers, Cal
1: Matisse.
0: Mm. That's up for debate. Is he or is he or not a transition player? Wow. Should he be up for this award?
1: Listen, I'll, I'll this guy say. guy had a
0: lot of front gate. Re- he had a six yeah. stat line. Like He led all forwards. If you're going to call him a forward, he led all forwards in in loose balls and, and CTO. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. But like, I, I, he was rolling out of the front gate majority of the time.
1: Yeah, season. and I love the Moose. Don't get me wrong. He's been on the program, friend of the show. Listen, if, if you're going to – okay, you don't have to go over the top here. Like, Paul Day is, is, is been very crafty, I will say this, playing Kyle Matisse out of the back gate for six, seven games, whatever it was, so he could qualify him, protect him, if you will, in the expansion draft as a transition player and not take up one of his offensive spots. Yeah. Now, for that to happen, the commissioner has to approve – that Matisse is actually a transition player and not an offensive player, which I believe he will do. And I'm okay with it, but to put him in the conversation for transition player of the year, I don't know if they're doing this just to make it look good. They don't need to do this. There's better. Well, it
0: looks, it looks, it looks a lot better for the expansion list that'll come out and have them. Well, that's as, what I'm saying. A TD like I not need to, look, he's to go that far player of the year. Yeah, I get what you're saying.
1: You don't need to go that far.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Anyways. Uh, goal,
0: goaltender of the year, Christian Del Bianco, Matt Vince, Dylan Ward. Who you got? Uh, and, well, we're going regular. If you think it's regular season without taking playoffs into account, yeah. I think it's Matt Vince's year. Um, uh, had the best year of his career, statistics-wise, at the age that he has is, is unbelievable. Uh, you know, his his lowest, his, his most win total in the season. I think his best save percentage in the season. It yeah. was crazy stuff from that most minutes too i think like uh,
1: del bianco most minutes
0: well most minutes for vince in his oh career, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah no he had a um, heck of a heck of a season i just you know it's it's tough because del bianco wins the championship but like i said this is this is regular season stuff here and i don't think there's any denying matt vince will win number seven brad we got to move on here so nll awards get our c letter grade oh there was uh one other one they one other category that i know you wanted to mention
0: MVP looks good, Dane Doby, Lyle Thompson, Matt Vance. I think Dane Dobie's your no-brainer there. Uh, executive of the year, so a lot of these real behind-the-scenes folk in Toronto, Philadelphia, and Buffalo. I think you could've, probably could have put someone from the Vancouver Warriors staff under executive of the year based on what they did. Uh, building a franchise, essentially, rebuilding and rebranding a franchise in a short time period. Like, man, it was just June when... Canuck Sports Entertainment got announced uh, for purchasing the Stealth. And between June and, you know, September, they'd had a name. They'd had a jersey launch. By the time November rolled around, uh, they had a good idea what their game day presentation was going to look like. And I was blown away by what they pulled off at Rogers Arena this year in that short period of time. It's only going to get better. The in-game presentation was phenomenal. Uh, best broadcast crew I've ever worked with outside in, their Rogers Arena. Whoa. You need to go out on a limb and say that. Paul Bertel and the crew...
1: I'm not on that crew, Brad. You know that, right? They
0: they turned that ship around, and I think a lot of good went down behind the scenes for the Vancouver Royals. Yeah, maybe not so much on the floor. They did get the record improvement. I still think they look at their regular season this year as a success and 100% of a success off the floor. So
1: would I like to see someone from CSE on it. Okay. Um yeah, I can I can get down with that because I do know how difficult it is to launch a franchise in that short amount of time. Like you think about San Diego and Philadelphia and the lead-up time that those two franchises had compared to what Vancouver had. And yeah, granted they had a roster in place, but uh, that's not an easy undertaking to do and and I think for a first year a lot of things to build off there in in Vancouver. Uh I might disagree with you on the the entire broadcast thing though Bradley um let's uh move along here our d letter grade and this happened uh over a week ago now but uh again we missed it last show and, and I think it needs to be addressed and and you know when we're handing out uh letter grades that uh, you don't normally want to get well I mean it's not easy for us to to talk about them either but there are things that need to be said and our D letter grade is going to go to Kevin Reed for his actions against Robert Church uh, just over a week ago in Maple Ridge, where the the score I think at the time was about ten three. There was about five six minutes left in the game, and I don't I didn't I never did see what started it, and I don't think anything really prompted it. But Reed just kind of grabbed Rob Church and and took him to the woodshed and ended up getting a three game suspension out of it, but. I this is the type of thing, Brad, that is keeping guys out of the WA and playing summer ball for fear of something like this happening to them.
0: yeah, and we saw it with church getting frustrated, I think with uh, it was Ishikawa on Saturday night, like and that's why you know you've heard Curtis Dixon be outspoken about it. Jordan Hall still has my favorite quote of all time that I say all the time. he once told Steve Ewan in the province, WL, playing in the WLA takes years off the end of your life. And when you are a superstar player, hundred percent it dies because you know church isn't used to taking those extra hack and wax when the when the referees aren't looking or after a whistle or you know just when he's when he's cutting through the middle. There's way more stick work in the WLA and, and it frustrates the heck out of the superstar players that make their living doing this uh, outside of the summertime, right? So you wanna see those guys in the league, you wanna see those guys protected and the guys that are taking advantage of that need to need to be phased out and need to go away. And I think we have seen a transition over the last few years of those type of players rolling out um, you know but it's it's given Maple Ridge a, a black guy when they don't need it they've turned so much of that franchise around over the last couple of years and I know Kevin Reed uh, is a great guy and there's a great heartwarming story floating around about him last season when he got asked for an autograph after a game and you know kind of said why me to a young player and so guys still look up to Kevin Reed in that fierceness but you know, you got to protect the star players, and and kudos to Paul Del Monte for doing just that and protecting the star players right now, and sort of sending a message. But uh, yeah, D letter grade for Kevin Reed.
1: Yeah, and and like I've known Kevin Reed a long, long time, and <laughs> Kevin Reed is not a very well liked person across the league as far as players go that play against him, and and that's you know that's a feather in his hat, but sometimes Reader just takes it too far, and. and some guys just have that snap factor where they, they can't turn it off once it goes on, and and I think he's one of those guys. But that crossed the line, and, and it's not the first time he's done it, and hopefully it is the last time he's done it uh, because there's just no room in the game for it anymore. And 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 for a guy that I like, I just hate to see him tarnish his career with doing things like that. Uh, Pete Tellis is waiting to get on the line here, Brad, so let's get to our F. If you haven't seen it by now, there's a video circulating around the internet of a senior C lacrosse brawl. I I don't know if I want to get too much into the specifics. It's not a good luck for one particular coach on a bench who you see kind of tap a player to get onto the floor. And, and I think some context needs to be put in here, Brad, where This began, this is a senior C game, for one. And the fact that this is happening at the senior C level is a complete and absolute joke. These two teams should be ashamed of each other, embarrassed for themselves. And this cannot happen at this level. Now, why this happened, from what I hear, and I'm still getting details on this, there was a five-on-three power play for Port Moody. A Maple Ridge guy kind of started a scuffle. Two guys got locked up, and while they were fighting, another Port Moody player sucker punched a guy while he was on the ground without a helmet on. That prompted two Maple Ridge players to leave their bench, who don't have a coach because it's senior C. So they jumped the bench onto the floor to even up the manpower. The Port Moody coach, who will be left unnamed because I don't want to bury the guy, tapped a player on the shoulder and said, go go on the floor. Now, that gave them an extra player. I still, by watching this video, Brad, and you've seen it, there is all sorts of crap going on on the floor. It's hard to tell because both jerseys are dark because it's senior C and they have the same color uniforms. One team doesn't have a coach. I don't know what the officials were doing, but this got way out of hand. And now some guys are in some hot water, and I just – it's senior C. Give your head a shake. These guys are going out to play lacrosse to have some fun, get some exercise. Not get their melon punched in.
0: No, and and that's exactly it. And I don't know why you're so shocked that it, that you keep saying senior C, senior C. Like that, I played in, I played in that league for three summers. And the last game I ever played, uh, we were playing. I played for Delta. We were playing against, uh, I think it was North Shore. I don't even remember now. But uh, I got headbutted in the third period of a of a close game. I think I was cutting through the middle. My defender just smoked me on the chin with his helmet, full on egregious headbutt, split my chin open. I'm like, I got to go to work the next day, man. I'm like, I got little kids at home. Like, I don't need to. Be, I'm just out here to drink some beer and and chuck the ball around and and have a good time. I don't need this. And that's sort of what that league has become. And it sucks because. You know, until that's until not now. what the I league
1: should be, though. That's not what that league what it, should be.
0: What should it be then?
1: It should be a friendly semi. Like they were talking about. Oh, the game was the game was for first place, and that's why guys were going so hard. It's senior C. Well,
0: like, that's what, what I mean. It should be about a it out. Should have yes, a Masters vibe. It should be some, about
1: line brawls and and wanting to win reason, the game so badly. Yeah. Like it's first, crazy. So yeah,
0: first for some, my theory about, like, I played an ultimate Frisbee league, and I almost put it the same way, and, and slow pitch, too. Like, you got two types of people that play in, in these type of leagues, right? One is guys who played growing up. They just want to have a good time and get out there and still, and still chuck the ball around and hang out with the guys, right? The second group is people who either never, never made played it. before
1: never or made it. were
0: always on the cusp and always played like that, and now they have a place to take it extra seriously against half people that don't give a crap. At that level now, and those are the guys who who cause the trouble, and yeah, it's, it's brutal because you know you don't see that, and and there's contact in that league too, which is the other which is the other crappy thing. Like I played in that league because I was too young to play masters. I still wanted to play, right? But I wanted I I was too young to play masters. I don't need to go out there and still take the punishment that I was taking when I was twenty one. You know, I don't I don't need that in my early thirties. Yeah. But that league has contact in it, so you get the stick work and you get the idiots that take it too far. And it's and and then it's it's on steroids, right? So yeah. yeah, I think to to get rid of that, I think you take contact out of senior C, and you have almost a masters league for people that are twenty one to thirty three that can't play masters yet, but also don't want to play, don't have the commitment or the time commitment, or the even the skill to play senior B or senior A. Well,
1: I think that's a great idea, Brad, and I really hope they implement it because I mean I think it's a it's a useful league. Like there's nothing wrong with guys wanting to go out and get in a run. Uh, but they shouldn't have to fear for some junk, garbage, crap happening like that. And and honestly, you know, I I don't condone what he did sending a player on the floor. I don't condone a guy getting sucker punched or. Anything, but like, it, you got to be smarter than that. All of them, all of them should be just ashamed of themselves. That thing and and the the really disappointed, uh, disappointing thing about all of this is that this type of shit is what is going to get attention from the mainstream media instead of the fabulous lacrosse that gets played on any given night here in the Lower Mainland or across the country. But when something like this happens, this is what gets picked up and talked about. And that's what drives me nuts.
0: Yep, I agree. I agree 100%. All right. Just just, just disrespectful to the creator. We give them our stealth or sorry, our stealth class. Ooh, I'm wow. pattern right now. Edit. We give them our lacrosse classified F this week. Giant F. Um, do better next week for our report cards. Uh, okay, let's get to, to Pete Tellus. Yeah, let's get to break. right now, 5-1 Burnaby Lakers in the West. Let's
1: Man, break. i got to calm down, too. i got to calm down a little bit. Uh, Pete Tellis, head coach of the Burnaby Lakers, is on the other side. You got it right here on Extreme Threats. Lacrosse classified on the Lax Stars podcast network. Pure Vita Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market. PVL products are 100% all-natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And the entire line is also Informed Choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come.
3: Hey, this is Dan Carey, the general manager of the Rochester Nighthawks. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Lax All Stars. Growing the game one podcast at a time.
1: Welcome back to Extreme Threads, Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All Stars Podcast Network. Thanks to our friends at Pure Vital Labs. Uh, saw Rob Leone up at the AdNax game on Saturday night. Uh And had a good chat with him. Lots of things happening at PVL throughout the summer. They're sponsoring everybody, including us right here at Lacrosse Classified. Find them at PVL.com. Informed Choice Certified All Natural Supplements. They are the best. Find them. PVL.com at Pure Vital Labs. Give them a try. And you won't be disappointed. Uh... Speaking of not disappointed, as I look for a segue to introduce our next guest, this man has to be not disappointed. That doesn't make any sense, but I'm going with it anyway, as Pete Tellis joins us on the podcast, head coach of the Burnaby Lakers, who are five and one. Gotta be pretty pleased with that so far here, Pete.
2: Yeah, we're uh we're extremely pleased with how we started off the season so far
1: at five and one. What do you th- what do you think the, the keys to your five and one start have been? Um, yeah, yeah, you know, we were, we were fortunate,
2: fortunate this year to have a strong preseason camp and we had uh good numbers showing up and, uh, you know, we've been kind of just going at it one game at a time, not looking too far down the road and, uh, going in there with an objective to get two points each night and, uh, for the most part, we've been looking to do so.
0: Now, when you took a look before the season started, Pete, you see obviously new West making deals and Victoria bringing in guys and Maple Ridge getting in. On you know bringing in the imports, uh, you know when you watch those acquisitions go down, like what what goes through your mindset heading into the season? Is it is it like okay these guys are are loading up? This is sort of this is going to be a tough season, or is it just focusing on what you guys are doing? And like you said, two two points at a time.
2: Yeah, it's kind of hard to ignore when you see the, all those other teams going out and uh, announcing their signings. We didn't really uh too much of ours we had a lot of some of the returning players coming back but uh you know we kind of kept that within our house um and then just kind of concentrated on who has been at the rink each night like if we're at practice and we're worried about those 20 guys who are out there at practice at night and and continuing to get those guys ready and uh get them better for the season
1: speaking so new
0: faces do you do sorry jumbo feud uh new New faces do roll in year to year. And we talked about this with Mike Mallory last week with the faces in Maple Ridge. And he's saying that they kind of run a a pretty simple offense to start the season off because there is going to be a lot of new faces. But how do your guys, Robert Church and and company, adjust to to new faces coming in every week?
2: Yeah, I I mean, it's difficult, obviously. Um, But we're lucky that some of their faces, you know, for example, we had Digger come in this weekend and Eli McLaughlin. And they've been with the club for numerous years. Uh, they've been playing with guys like Churchy for for a long time, so it, it takes a little, you know a little bit of time before the game or, or the practice before just to reconnect with those guys and, and get them on the page that we want. Um, but yeah, you know, managing the schedule throughout the season it's difficult, but it's just part of
1: the beast in the WLA. Have you seen Eric Penny play better goal than he is right now, Pete?
2: Uh, man, he's playing awesome. Uh, you know, I talked to Penny the, the other week and, uh, uh, I knew he, I knew he was ready, um, for the season. I watched him one time in the NLL and, and I told him the other week, like I saw it in his eyes that he was ready to play. And, uh, and for that starting position, I thought he should have played a lot more in Vancouver, but, uh, I'm happy, extremely happy with the way he's been playing, uh, for the Lakers thus far.
0: Yeah. I've never seen him play with such, such confidence. He's so cool and calm and that must just trickle through the entire defense, and it's been nice to see, and I think that's a big part of your 5-1 your and start, Pete. Another reason for that is yeah. uh, Robert Church, who we usually don't see in late May and early June. uh due to a bar
1: a, down Bob Church. Brad bar Joe. down
0: Bobby we coined him on Saturday night, but, you know, how obviously huge to get him in the lineup early in the season, um, but, you know, and Jake said he looks like a man on a mission or a man possessed right now with a chip on his shoulder based on what happened in his NLL season, but have you seen Robert Church play better lacrosse?
2: Uh, no, not for a while. And uh, you know, last year was my first full time year with the with the Lakers, and we didn't get him back till probably another week or two away from right now. Um, so we've been, you know, unfortunate for Churchy, but fortunate for the Lakers, uh, we've had him in the lineup, and he's been nothing but a treat for us, and he's uh, he's been doing really well, leading our offense.
1: Speaking with the head coach of the Burnaby Lakers, Pete us here on Lax Class, and and for. Folks that don't know Pete, like we go, we go way back. Uh, you were actually my ball boy in junior lacrosse. Uh, so we go yeah. way, way, way back uh it's like but, 1992 Yeah, 90 93 maybe. Uh it was 93, a, 92, 93, yes. Yeah. yeah. It was a while ago. Um and then of course we we spent long time together with uh with our beloved Beer Hunter Lacrosse team, our field lacrosse team and and we've done some coaching together as well uh over the years uh for junior lacrosse uh, and what have you. But with all that being said, Pete, like you are for me are, are kind of one of the guys that's on the cusp, but one of these up and coming coaches that's kind of knocking on the door to get himself onto an NLL bench what What is it about coaching that attracts you to it and and how would you kind of define yourself as a coach?
2: um yeah, yeah, you know, Jumbo, we've been we've been around for a while, uh, coaching together. I've, I've been doing this uh, for for a while, and I, I really enjoy it. Um, when I stopped playing, I was looking for a way to get out of the house every once in a while, and, and coaching fit that bill. Um, but yeah, I'm attracted to it. I, I've done it for such a long time that it's just it, it's second nature now. Um, you know, and, and as regards for the NLL, uh, I, you know, that'd be great. But right now, my concentration is on our on our summer team. Um and and working towards working getting us towards the cup.
1: Yeah, I know you're you're a very detailed guy, and and we've had some some long nights where we just kind of sit and draw plays on paper and talk about what would work and what wouldn't work. Um, you're more of an offensive guy than a defensive guy, and 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 with that said, you got a, a pretty good supporting cast there in Burnaby with Julian Kolb and Kyle Sorensen. How valuable have those guys been to you?
2: Oh, the, the, I mean, the whole club has been huge. Uh, coming right down from our, our executive, in, in Ed Carpenter and Bill and uh, Kevin Hill as our GM, and, and Julian helps out with that as well. Uh, and, they, and they've been first class. Uh, and then with with Kyle, it, it's such a treat. You know, I, I've coached with many different people, but Kyle is definitely probably the I'd say the best coach that I've ever coached with. Um, and he's got such a handle on the defensive stuff that, that we just leave it to him. Uh, and then I'd work with more with the offense, um, and so far it's been working well for us.
0: How about the culture there in Burnaby, Pete? We you know it was it was swamp lacks for so long, and culture carriers like uh, Dolly Wall and Scott Jones and Jackson Decker, and I know Dane Stevens is still there. But some of those guys that really created that that culture over the last few seasons are are on the outside looking in now or are not playing anymore. Um, you know, how much, and Burnaby was always known as a real tight-knit group. Uh, who are sort of the culture carriers now, and what does that room feel like?
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, the Swamp Blacks is still carrying on, and, and uh, there was, like you said, the guys like Dolly Law, uh, Decker, Season, Stevens, they, they ingrained that into the team. Um, last year, there was a lot of turnover on our team, and, and it hurt us in the standings, but... What those guys, what they built has is sustained with the club. Uh, the dressing room this year is, is really tight. Uh, the guys are getting all along well. And, and it's from those guys who have put in the work a decade ago of establishing that and it's been able to carry through. So uh, the dressing room has been great. Uh, we feel it's a really good group and a real special group. So uh, it's nice to see. It's a big change. A little change from last year, since we had so many new faces last year. It took them a while to to get comfortable, but now with a lot of these guys in their second year or, or returning again, uh, we're able to take those big uh, leaps and gains that uh, f- from last year.
1: Last one here for me, Pete Tellus, and, and you mentioned a lot of new players, a lot of players in and out of the lineup and changing pieces, and Brad, really, Brad and I really talked about that on the air, that it's not just in Burnaby, but I want to get back to it, but it's all teams really in the first five, six, seven weeks of the season, you're going to see a ton of faces in and out of the lineup, and it's really hard to, to kind of get the chemistry and continuity going when you have that many moving pieces early in a season, but I want to bring it back to Burnaby because I saw – a guy that hadn't played all season long, in Eli McLaughlin on the roster on Friday night when I was in Coquille and Brad was calling the game, but then I made it to Coquille on Saturday night and was excited to see Eli play on Saturday night, but he wasn't there. What's the situation with Eli McLaughlin?
2: Yeah, Eli's kind of got uh, he started. He missed some of the season at the beginning of the season with uh, an injury carrying over from the NOL. Um He's kind of in and out in the season, in and out during the season this year. But I know. um, he was there Friday. He wasn't scheduled to play Saturday. Um, we're back at practice on Tuesday. I don't know if he got banged up in the game or not, but, uh, we'll, we'll get a full recount or, uh, full update, uh, at practice. All our guys come out on practice on Tuesday nights. So we'll find out from there. I'll talk to the trainers and, uh, we'll see how, if he got injured and how bad it was.
0: I just want to ask about uh, a couple of those new faces. I think Graydon Bradley really stood out in, in the games that I've seen uh, Burnaby play so far this year, Pete. And I know we've just seen uh, two games from Ryland Reese, but he looked really good on uh, on Friday night, and especially playing with Bradley. I know they've got some built-in chemistry from that Minto Cup run, but you know they were sliding together and had a couple double team options where they're where they're attacking the guys from Maple Ridge. Um, just what are those two guys going to mean in the future of this club?
2: I, I, think they're huge, right? Uh, Ryan Reese, he's only got in two games, but the more he plays, the better he's going to be. Uh, and especially the more comfortable he gets. Uh, Connell's a huge fan of him. And then, uh, when we were able to draft, uh, Reese, um, we, we knew that, uh, Graydon Bradley would be about there around the seventh pick, which we got from new west and when we were able to get them um it just picked the pick made total sense you know reese and bradley are best buddies they carpool to the games together and i've always found from wla having that that goes a long way you know that helps bring guys back play those extra two three years in the season uh later on their career and then we also were able to get one of their other another good poker guy in uh, Brody Gillespie, who made his first appearance on Saturday night, and, and scored, a scored, uh, a yeah, scored a goal for us. Scored a goal, yes, scored a goal. Was a loose ball hound. Got the heavyweight belt after I the game. That. So, I saw that. Uh, what, what a pleasant surprise, and uh, what a great job for Brody to take advantage of the opportunity that he was given.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Pete, uh, before I let you go here, you're going to have to maybe give some coaching tips uh, to the beast, Ryland Reese, because uh, I heard a little birdie told me that uh, during the Wingrove tournament, Ryland might have got himself kicked out of the game uh, as a coach on the bench. So uh, maybe he needs to, to, to control his emotions a little bit there. Uh, maybe the head coach can help him out with that.
2: yeah
1: yeah, i'm sure we could have a little bit of a chat okay okay well hey pete uh congratulations on a fantastic start here to the year Uh, a third of the way through atop the standings a long way to go but continued success with your burnaby lakers and i'm sure we'll see you around the rink sooner than later yeah
2: thanks a lot jumbo and uh, i'm sure i'll see you around thanks a lot as well brad for having me on thanks buddy talk
1: soon our talk pleasure that was pete Tellis, head coach of the Burnaby lakers brad challoner and uh like i mentioned one of the young up-and-coming coaches in the sport of lacrosse and uh, i've been around pete for a long time i've been close with pete for a long time so i know how good of a coach he is and uh he's only going to get better from here but he's got his lakers buying in and they're playing well
0: yeah and, and he mentioned kyle Sorensen and julian Kolb there that that is a great bench, and those two are going to combine together to uh Coach, the Austrian national right. team and at I the World know. Indoor Championships, but I like seeing Kyle Thornton in action. He's a fiery coach, and that's another guy who could be a, a head coach in the league or a league somewhere.
1: And I don't sometimes. know if uh, I don't know if you noticed or not. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, I've been giving Julian the gears for wearing his red snapback hat on the bench, backwards on the Laker bench while he's coaching, and uh, I think I finally convinced him to do the right thing and take it off while he's coaching senior A lacrosse. Saturday night, no red hat on the bench, so give him enough gears, and he finally caved in for me. And uh, I
0: say whatever makes you feel and look good, you rock it, you represent. So Julian, uh, you want to wear that red hat, we'll see it in the swamp on Friday night against Coquilla.
1: Coming Go. coming from a guy who's who's never coached a lacrosse game.
0: And, like but I'm also Wearing a backwards hat right now. Yeah, so but you're a red not, red
1: you're red. not on a WA bench, is my point, Brad yeah, Johnner. No. All right, let's get to break. We got the man smoking Pat Gregoire on the other side. Can't wait to talk to my man, Patty Gregoire. We'll do that next, right here on Extreme Threads, the Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All Stars Podcast Network. Serving the business and sports community since 2018, Extreme Threads provides custom design apparels around the world. Specializing in lacrosse, they deliver exceptional quality and service,
0: customizing box and field team apparel and uniforms. Extreme Threads offers free design work and takes the time to ensure you get exactly what you need for your team or club. Contact Extreme Threads at sales at extremethreads.ca for your custom apparel needs today.
2: Hey, this is Josh
0: Byrne of the Buffalo and Chaos Lacrosse Club. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified
3: on the LAX All-Stars Podcast Network.
1: Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified. LAX Class, you just heard from our title sponsor right there, Extreme Threads. Man, let me tell you about these guys. They got a brand new warehouse in Port Coquitlam. They are cranking out swag for all sorts of teams Seneca. They got the Mohawks back there. They're doing all the junior teams, all the WLA teams throughout Alberta, up in the Okanagan. They're over on the island up in Campbell River. They're doing companies apparel now. These guys are the best. Check them out at sales at extremethreads.ca and then once you do that, just mention my name. Do it and you get free stuff that's that simple. Extreme Threads. Customize your team with extreme do it pat gregoire i don't know who makes the iron heads jerseys but you might want to check out extreme threads as well welcome and pat gregoire to the podcast uh he is the head coach of the Ironheads, heads but also a member of the lacrosse flash and will be our summer eastern correspondent here on lacrosse classified all summer long keeping us up to date on what's happening in the ola and the msl pat gregoire welcome back to the podcast
3: Uh, Feels good to be back, boys. I'm um, uh, I'm glad that uh, you you guys
1: up a little bit there. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I'm getting emotional here. (laughs) Yeah, no, you know what? I'm I'm glad you guys are having me on back uh, as your Eastern representative. And I I mean, it's been early on in the summer here, um, but there have been some pretty cool storylines. And uh, I I mean, I, I love the National Lacrosse League. Uh, it's sad to see it go, but, uh, I'm, I would, uh, I'd be lying if I said I'm not fired up for summer ball. So we're,
0: we're ready to have a summer, man. Uh, I think we
3: have to work on a shampoo
0: sponsor now.
1: What do you the, go uh, with Pat? What do you, what's your go-to? You go with the two in one. What do you, what do you got going on?
3: You know what? Uh, I, I, I have a little bit of, sh- you know, shampoo conditioner as well. Uh, the two in one, I'll kind of stay away from that. Okay. Uh, okay. but to be honest, I have no idea what, what brand. Which yeah, you know, to be what, what to be honest with brand, I use pretty much whatever my mom brings home from the store. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Oh man, that is about as honest as it gets, right there. <laughs>
0: that, yeah, love it, love it. Um, I know Jumbo just uses the bar of zest on his head and he's good It's <laughs> ivory,
1: thank you.
2: <laughs>
0: Baby smooth. Uh, well, Pat, first question, I guess. Then, are are is Coburg for real? We talked about them off the top. They're 3-1. They've had a pretty hot start. Um, They're getting some trouble against uh, against Peterborough this week. But are they legit? Can they keep winning games going forward?
3: You know what? I definitely think that they are going to be a team that's going to contend um, for that fourth spot. Um, you, you look at, obviously, Peterborough. You look at um, Oakville and, of course, obviously, Six Nations, who have kind of stockpiled Um, their team after what was kind of seemed as a a disappointing season by their standard. Um, It's going to be tough to knock one of those three teams out of the top spot. Um, But I definitely think this is going to be the best Cobra Kodiak's team that we've seen since they switched over from KW and probably some better than some of those teams uh, as well. Uh, They're young. They're fast. Uh, They've got a good goalie in Kevin Orleman. Uh, And from what we've seen, they're doing what a lot of Coburg teams in the past haven't been able to do. They'll have close games with, you know, uh, with the top teams, like I mentioned already. But then when it comes to some of those teams that they're fighting for the fourth spot, that's kind of where they faltered and weren't able to pick up points. Well, you look at the start of the year, they take two away from Brooklyn and they take a game off of Brampton as well. And that's exactly what you need to do uh, when you're fighting for those playoff spots. And that's what they were able to do. Uh, Scott Dominey has been a great, great addition for them. Uh, He played a little bit of winter ball in the National Lacrosse League with the Toronto Rock. uh, And he's been a a key contributor not only on defense, but in transition. And then on the offensive side of the ball, um, Kyle Killen, obviously we saw what he did uh, with the Mammoth and Cam Milligan, another guy who hasn't really gotten mm-hmm. a full shot to be a full-time player, uh, he's really proving uh, you know, what he is worth uh, with that Cobra Kodiak's team, I believe, leading uh, scoring alongside uh, uh, Kyle Killen right now.
1: Yeah, and, and sometimes guys like that, Pat, they just need an extra year or two of, of Senior A lacrosse before they can make that jump. And it's it's almost like uh, you you want to compare it to an NHL defenseman who just sometimes they just take a little bit longer to develop, but you know they're going to get there, and Cam Milligan's always kind of been one of those top-performing guys, but he just seemed to take a little bit longer to get to that next level.
3: Yeah, exactly, and and that's the shot. He just needed that shot. Uh, he needed more touches, and that's exactly what he's going to get um, with this kodiak's team i mean you look through the roster they have so much young um you know explosive talent on offense but they they really don't have you know one individual guy and they're gonna have to play as a unit and i think that's going to you know benefit them but that's also going to benefit the guys like Cal, you know kyle killen cam milligan uh, you know even another guy that kind of jumps out at the page early on is a uh, ben french Right. Um, you know many people might not really know about him.
1: Denver, he, right? He's
3: got. Uh, what's that? Sorry,
1: Denver product. Denver pioneers. Is that where he plays?
3: I believe so. I have to actually have to look that up. I want to say, Denver. but he—he uh, he was, uh, you know, he—he he was an Oakville um, Junior B uh, player. Played some Junior A with uh, the Mimico Mountaineers as well, uh, and, and he's kind of a guy that his brother Joe French as well is on that team, and those are two guys that absolutely just love the game uh of lacrosse and i think those are two guys uh, as well they really hadn't had a chance um you know to contribute at this level and now they're getting a chance uh they they just really really have impressed me um you saw what happened last night against a, a top team in six nations um they only also only had 14 runners in that game too so that that's kind of a Uh, A little bit of an outlier as well, but I would really like to see what happens when they do get full strength. Maybe Chris Cloutier when he's not playing in the Mm. PLL, Mm. uh, which is going to hurt them, though, because their home games are on Sunday. As we know, with the the way the season's structured for the PLL, they have games on Sundays, but... Uh, you throw him into the mix, and boy, this offense is looking good.
1: Uh, before we move on and, and jump to junior here, as we speak with Pat Gregoire of the Lacrosse Flash, uh, we're early in the season here, Pat. But let's get you on record right out of the get-go: Who's coming west uh, to represent the MSL in the Man Cup?
3: <laughs> I mean, the 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 easy. Just thing don't to say, say with- bug juice, Excelsiors,
1: or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, 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 no! I can't say that. I can't. In a couple of years, hey, I don't know that Brampton team. uh They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. But right now, I think the easy answer is Peterborough, just with you know how well oiled they. Okay, look, hang on. Did
1: you not but just say Six Nations like two weeks ago? You didn't let me finish. Okay, I me <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, easy I,
3: thing to say. All right.
1: But after
3: watching Six Nations and seeing. Just having Lyle Thompson on the floor at the same time with Cody Jamison, uh, and Randy Stutz—I mean, that is just not fair. And these are guys that they're just going to build more and more chemistry together. Their defense at times kind of looks sporadic and very undisciplined as well. Uh, if they can kind of, you know, have those reins in on the back end, not take nearly as many penalties as they're doing right now. Um, and and allow that offense to kind of be a freewheeling, creative offense. And then, of course, I think the big X factor for me, and they didn't have him last year, and I'm not knocking their goaltenders because I think Doug Jamison's a tremendous goalie, but having Dylan Ward back Mm, there. Oh, that guy. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, just (laughs) Dylan Ward. Yeah, exactly. Having him back there um, just allows that defense to be just so much more confident Allow them, you know, to get out to hands, play a little more aggressive because they know uh, if they do falter, he's going to be there. He's going to, you know, stand on his head and make some big saves. So I I, I did say that a little bit of a spicy take, but at the end of the day, let's let's be real here. It's still Six Nations. Um, They always compete. They're always a top team, and I think that uh, this might be. Maybe a little bit of a, I do don't want to say a step back for Peterborough because I still imagine they'll probably be in the Ontario finals, mm. uh, and they're going to still probably you know take it to seven, and it's a flip of a coin at that point. But uh, uh, those two teams, I think you uh, and I see—I see Oakville all the time on Monday nights. They're a great team too. I think they're just a little bit too young uh, to knock off one of those top teams uh, this season. Uh, but major series lacrosse over the next couple of years, it's going to be—it's going to be interesting. I think.
0: Yeah, and, and talk, talk about that Oakville team for just a sec. Andrew Q, uh, Pat, is, is projected as maybe the top pick heading into the NLL draft. I kind of think it's going back and forth with with Clark Peterson right now. Uh, you're a lot closer to, to both. If you're, if you're on the clock and you're the New York Riptide coming up here in, in September, who's going number one in the NLL draft?
3: You know what? I, I think I might be a little bit biased here because I see him so often and and I called him in, in the Minto Cup a few years ago as well with Mimico. I, I'm, I'm taking Q. Uh, he, he's unbelievable. What he's able to do with the ball, uh, it's remarkable. He has such good lacrosse IQ. Uh, he's got an unbelievable outside shot. Uh, like I said, his vision is, is unmatched uh, with that Rock team. He really is the quarterback. He was the quarterback last year of that offense uh, You know, as a rookie came in and, and completely dominated. And a lot of the knock against him was when the things, you know, when things start getting tough and rough, he kind of shies away. Um, I felt like he completely, completely um, got rid of that notion that he had going into last season and, and going into the playoffs because he really started, you know, taking the ball to the net, taking hard hits, uh, getting to the dirty areas, and I mean the guy's a big boy. He, uh, he he's a really athletic kid. I I think he's he's a type of guy that uh, you could. I mean, he's not going to be you know, a, you know, a complete franchise changer, but he's a guy that he, you could definitely uh, grab some pieces and build around. I like Peterson though as well. He's yeah. a gamer. I mean, for he's me, Pat, that...
1: for like if you're taking a number one pick. You mm-hmm. want him to be that franchise changer, right? Yeah. like I know he may not mm-hmm. be, but you want him to be and and mm-hmm. and I think that's the way you gotta pick if you gotta look at the guy's ceiling uh when you yeah. t- when you're taking a number one pick and for me it, it's clark peterson and and Pat, we're a little tight on time here this week, but I do want to get to junior lacrosse because it's been a little wacky out in Ontario so far. I'm seeing some team I mean you see the regular a couple of regular teams in Whitby and Orangeville near the top of the standings. But there you look, very top is St. Catharines Athletics at eight and three in first place. The Burlington Chiefs at seven and two in third place. And it looks like maybe a bit of a changing of the guard here in Junior Lacrosse. Is that what we're seeing?
3: I don't know if necessarily it's the changing of the guard because I still think at the end of the day when all the, the smoke and the dust settles, Orangeville is going to be, you know, near the top, uh, you know, Whitby will be there as well. Obviously Six Nations is in a little bit of a rebuild, but I think it's just all the other programs are getting very strong as well. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, St. Catharines, uh, they look really, really solid this year. Carter Zavitz is having a great year, um, you know, Akeel and on as well. But uh, for me with that team, the one guy that jumps out is Latrell Harris. The guy's been playing pro <laughs> you know, for a, for a few forever, years now, and forever. he's still. It seems like he's an old man, but he's still playing junior. Uh, he's been a big leader for them as well. Um, you know, but, but for me, I I, I still think. I still really do think that, you know, Orangeville and Whitby are the two best teams right now. I think you could put probably Burlington in that mix as well. And I think with Burlington losing to the beaches last year in the first round, it's added, you know, a big chip on their shoulders. Right. Uh, And they they are coming out even more hungry. They don't want to be embarrassed again. And I think that's that's uh, that's kind of been a big motivator for them.
1: And that's the Danny Mac, Danny Mac coaching those guys.
3: Yes, yeah, exactly. Like you said, though, obviously it's great to see some other teams near the top, uh, but I do think at the end of the day, I, I think Orangeville, Whitby are go- going to be those two teams that you do see in the finals, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see some of those bottom seeds, you know, have an upset like we saw with the Beaches and Burlington last year.
1: Now we're going to have to change your name from Smoking Pack Gregoire to Spicy Take, Pat Gregoire. <laughs> Are you done, Bradley? That you got any more? <laughs> no, I think I think uh, I think
3: I'm all spiced out for today, man. I don't know if I can throw it anymore eat here.
1: <laughs> the sp- The spice rack is empty for Pat Gregoire. <laughs> hey, uh, that's that's perfect because we're pretty much out of time, anyways, uh, this week here, Pat. But we are going to have you back uh, at least every second week, if not every week, and get a quick check in uh what's happening in the east and uh, you'll keep us updated all summer long man and uh we look forward to it here on the cross classified welcome to the welcome to the team
3: oh thanks boys i'm, I'm super happy for it it's going to be a fun summer and uh I'll head over to the store. I'll see if I can grab some more spice for next. Yeah, uh, and next the other the
1: other thing before we let you go, and and, and I I don't mm-hmm. want to ruin the surprise. And Brad and I are, are going to talk about this. Uh, I know I know your boy Jenner there did like a little little rap song uh, for your intro on on OTCB. Well, we got a guy out here in BC by the name of Sakani Baker that likes to put some uh, oh, yeah. pretty gangster beats together. So Brad and I uh, might just step into the old TSN studio, lay down a track, and uh, pump something out for for a Pat Gregoire intro uh, that that might just blow that other rap song out of the water. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying.
3: I'm always down for a good rap battle, you know? Okay. I'm I'm in for it. I'm in
2: for it.
1: (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, You heard it. Uh, That was Pat Gregoire of the Lacrosse Flash, uh, also the head coach of the Ironheads Junior B Lacrosse team. How are your Ironheads doing before we let you go?
3: Uh, you know we're doing well right now you know we uh we actually just picked up our 12th win of the season we're we're uh we're, we're starting to roll we we still have a little more a little more to give right now We're i think we're sitting in fourth in the, in the uh conference okay so, okay a couple more games to go in the regular season and uh we'll see what we do in the playoffs we're hoping to win a win around for the first time in franchise history uh, playoffs wow. that's
1: that's what matters good luck pat uh we will talk to you soon here on lacrosse classified thanks for joining us
3: Thanks, boys. Thanks for having
1: me. Thanks, all buddy. Talk soon. All right. Uh, that was spicy take Pat Gregoire right there. And uh, that was He good. was
0: going number one, and, P- and Six Nations is coming west. There it's you go. Those, those are
1: two really are spicy, 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 spicy takes. takes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one more break to come here on Lax Class, Bradley. And then it's time. You know it. Uh, you're in some trouble right out of the hole here, Bradley. On the other side, it's Stampede Tax. Who hey, you got? on Lax Class on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging is in the business of creating first impressions. They'll help you reflect your
0: company values accurately by offering solutions that fit your product needs. With the latest in printing technology and over 35 years of experience, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit for your company to take your labels and packaging to the next level.
2: Hey, this is Jesse King of the Calgary Roughnecks and Victoria Shamrocks. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Lax All Stars, growing the game one podcast at a time.
1: All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Classified Lax Class. You heard it right there from our friends at Associated Labels and Packaging. They create first impressions. I mentioned those Bantam Adnecks winning the gold medal at the Trevor Wingrove Memorial Tournament. Well, the boss there at Associated Labels and Packaging. Sean Ashworth, his boy, a member of that team, now a gold medalist for uh, the Big Wingrove Memorial Tournament. Brad, uh, we, fans don't know this, but I'm just going to tell them anyways, because podcast. there's really no rules when it comes to a podcast. You had to get some work done around the office. I had to get a workout in around the gym, so we just took a little break for a couple of hours, and now we're back. For the fourth quarter here, if you will, on Lax class uh, you, you so get... if, we, if
0: we seem if we seem a little bit more energized than we did in segments one, two, and three <laughs> it's because we've literally had lunch and you've had workouts and I've had you know fun times at work
1: I'm actually a little we're hangry. Were i haven't uh, I haven't had my lunch we're yet.
0: caffeinated and one thing you got to mention there too is uh u s box club boys picking up some medals at that Wingrove tournament. Um, over the weekend too And that's pretty historical uh, climb For the U.S. boxer boys who have been Coming up north for three or four years now And paying a lot of dues And the fruits of some of that labor uh, Starting to pay off So it's nice to see some of the American teams Coming up and, and, and winning medals And winning games now against Tough Canadian competition That's yeah. A nice trend
1: Yeah, like I know that the Bantam guys there uh, The USA boxer team beat Juan de Fuca Which is no easy feat uh, to get into the final And I think the Midgets actually won a gold medal. Benny Prepchuk uh, was out here, a former junior Laker standout, uh, nll as well. One of the first guys ever to go with the high socks, Brad, Ben Prepchuk, uh, back in his day.
0: I love the high, high socks look. Always did. I, I toyed with that for, for a while. More so in field than in
1: boxing. Yeah, it was I'm not a fan. I'm not a football. fan. But uh,
0: the shins warm when you're playing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that it just goes to show U.S. Boxer what, what good coaching and what, uh, you know, a strategy from the youngest levels to the oldest levels, like we were talking about earlier with the Kukwitla Adnak program, that, you know, there's a plan in place, and there's good coaching at all levels, and that's what has helped help them blossom.
1: Yeah, Shaden Santos uh, doing it right down there in Cali. Uh, speaking of coaches, uh, we should get a quick shout-out to Matt Brown, good friend of the show, Matt Brown, coach at Denver University. He spent time with Team Canada, uh, men's team, their U19. He's going to be the head coach of the U-19 Team Canada team at their next World Championships. Um, Him and Dan Carey hooking up uh, over there for that bench on Team Canada. So congratulations to Dan Carey and Matt Brown on their anointment. Uh, Let's get into it here, Bradley. It's time for Who You Got, presented by Stampede Tech and Western Wear. Complete source for boots... Huge selection of Cowboy, bluntstone CSA-approved boots. They ship Canada-wide. You know this by now. Shopping online, still shopping local. Uh, it was country night out at the Langley Event Center on Saturday as they took on the Timbermen. I know a bunch of the boys took off to Gabby's after their, uh, the big game. I steered clear, um, but uh, it was fun time. Good crowd out there. I didn't mind the 5 o'clock Saturday night start from the LEC. It was kind of good.
0: No, I, I like an early start too. I like the seven o'clock starts. At the palace on Sunday. You had a six o'clock uh, game in Maple Ridge on I did. Sunday. It's nice to get, uh, it's nice to get a jump start on your evening, and then still have some night after the games are over.
1: You know. Absolutely. So let's uh, let's do this here. Last week we picked five games, one game from each major league here in Canada. BC and Ontario Junior, BC and Ontario Senior, and the Rocky Mountain Lacrosse League in Alberta slash Saskatchewan. Now, Brad, uh, I went 500. One game actually ended up in a tie, so that just kind of counted as a push. So on the other four games, I went 2-2. Two and two. Uh, You, on the other hand, <laughs> did... You uh, made history. Yeah, you did. Uh, making Not lacrosse, good history.
0: Uh, Making lacrosse classified history. I am on the A side of history. That's what I've always wanted, whether good or bad. Um, the first offer I believe <laughs> in lacrosse classified history is I went O four and one. Yeah, and like I did state before last week, it's the summertime. It's rolling dice for the most part.
1: Um, and how, I, how about Schiemann and jumping all over you? There's only, there's only one way up. There's yeah. only one way you to can't go from do, here. Don't turn things around this week. You can't do much way. Well. I guess he could go on five uh, if there's not a tie. But uh, let's not think like that. And how about Shemnar? He's coming at you pretty quick uh, after week one. He's agreed to actually keep score for us here at Bradley because he's the numbers guy. He'll get the spreadsheet out. He's got all the picks down. Uh, but the deal is, for him doing that, he gets to kind of pick the punishment at the end of the year here for whoever doesn't win. Summertime, who he got?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm a little frightened at that prospect too. After the chirping over the first week,
1: like, you know, first, first week, just settle we're down. Five games in, I let's know. Slow it down. But yeah. He must have something. Something terribly embarrassing planned for uh, for September, I think. I think think him and and Kevin at Stampede are going to get together. They're going to collaborate and and come up with something good. Um, We're going to give away some Thunder tickets. You want to do that now or let's just do it now. I'm thinking something simple here. If you're listening to the podcast, you're local here in the Lower Mainland and you can make it out to the Thunder game on Wednesday evening against Maple Ridge. Give you away a pair of tickets here, courtesy of Stampede Attack and Western where all you gotta do is tweet at me what the score was between Nanaimo and Langley on Saturday. Pretty simple. If you didn't watch the game, WLacross.com is where you can find the score. First person to hear this and tweet me the score of the game between Nanaimo and Langley. You gotta be able to make it to the Langley Event Center on Wednesday night we'll get yourself a pair of free tickets to the thunder game at PXP the number 4 sports is where you can do that. Uh okay Brad, five new games on the docket. I've picked the games but uh you have these in front of you, correct?
0: You can put me on the spot like that? Yeah, I'll Because
1: I'll you you I'll are you were hosting here.
0: And you won Oh okay, loser host.
1: Yes, he forces. Oh, because the
0: winner gets to have the first choice in the games that they pick.
1: I well, assume. no, no, no. The, I, I mean, we we can collaborate on picking the games of the week, and I think I did a pretty good job of it. But the the advantage to going second is, first off, you get to say who you got, which is the fun part, and the second is you get to see who I pick first and you can gauge your pick going second on whether you want to take the same team or the opposite team of me. Right. It's an I advantage it. to go last because you get to say who you got and you get to pick second.
0: Sounds good. Do you All have right, the let's... list
1: of games in front of you? I do. Let's start from the bottom and work our way up to the top.
0: Okay. We will start with the Rocky Mountain Junior A Lacrosse League. We've got the 3-1 Mounties versus the 5-3 and three SWAT on Saturday night.
1: Who you got? <laughs> yes. I like it. With two T's. Yes. Uh, who you got with two T's? And and mind you, yes, with two T's. For fans that don't know, Elliot, two T's in it. Everybody's using the hashtag who you got. We've deciphered and separated ourselves from the pack by using two T's in who you got. So when you're, uh, when you're hashtagging us, make sure you put two T's not only in Elliot, but in got now as well. Uh, we are recording here on Monday. I put this list together on Sunday. I don't know what you just said there, but the SWAT are six and three. Mounties are now three and two. Is that what you said?
0: Okay, so no, they've each played a game since you wrote me this email. So okay. had Mounties three and one. Blah blah blah. Okay. Anyways, they're playing this weekend, Saturday night. Who you
1: got? I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take my SWAT boys. Uh, Lane Harushka been playing well in goal for those SWAT guys. Uh, they're looking for players to pick up. As are... The Miners, I hear, uh, to kind of bolster their lineup for a stretch run in Alberta. Now just have to beat out three other teams to get to the Minto Cup. But SWAT seemed to be the class of the league here so far. How cool would it be to see Saskatchewan in the Minto Cup, Bradley? Give me the SWAT over the Mounties.
0: It would be that would be absolutely unreal, and we hope, hopefully do get some, some new blood. It would be even cool to see Edmonton back in it. It's been mm. a minute. Since we've seen those boys. But um, I will take the Mounties in this one.
1: Okay. You're sure about that?
0: I'm sure about that. Let's make it happen, Mounties. Let's go.
1: Okay. I got the swat. You got the Mounties.
0: Ontario Junior A Lacrosse League.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You just heard Pat Gregoire talk about that league a little bit, who he thinks are some of his front runners. But uh, we've got Orangeville and Burlington. Yeah, going this, head to head this week.
1: This good game. Who you got? <laughs> I like it. Uh, seven and one Orangeville, oh, seven one and one after that tie with Whitby. Uh, seven and two Burlington. This is a real enticing game here. Uh, Pat Gregoire thinks Orangeville is the class of the league. I think Burlington. I'm going to go. I'm going to go against the grain here. I'm going to take the Chiefs of Burlington to to maybe hand one to Orangeville here. I think they're due.
0: I will take the Hornheads again. I took them last week. They disappointed me with the tie. Time, time for redemption from Orangeville to get me back in the win column here. Uh, Orangeville over Burlington.
1: Okay, two different picks right out the gate here. Three games to go, Brad.
0: This one is an interesting one. BC Junior A Lacrosse League. Sunday, we got to go almost a full week before we see this game play out. Mm-hmm. But the nine and four Victoria Shamrocks and the seven and four. New Westminster, Salmon Bellies, both teams that are going to be scrapping for that. Well, they, they Those two teams could finish anywhere from probably second to fourth. And a win this weekend will go a long way to determining that. Victoria and New West, who you got?
1: Oh, New West has really started to play better after a shaky start to the season here. Shermocks do have a game on Tuesday against Nanaimo, as do the Sam Millies. They play Poco at home on Tuesday. Uh, before those two teams clash on the Sunday. So those records may change. Well, they will change a little bit as both will play a game before our marquee Sunday matchup. I don't think that's going to change my mind on anything here. This game's going to go down at Queen's Park Arena. Shamrock's making the trip over. I think Richie Catton's kind of got that ship turned around a little bit there for the fish. I'm going to go with the home team here, reluctantly with the home team, Brad, but I'm going to take the junior bellies to beat the Shamrocks.
0: Based on your reluctancy, I'm going to flip the script and go with the Victoria Shamrocks (laughs) on the road in (laughs) Queens Park. They do, too. They want to fight. They want that home playoff berth. They think they can be a second-place team this season. I think they can, too. Give me the Shamrocks in U.S. on
1: Sunday. Man, oh, man. This hole is either going to get covered up or it's going to get really deep here after week two, Brad. Three games, three different picks so far with two games to go.
0: To the major series we go. Let's go. Peterborough Lakers four and zero against the three and one Coburg Kodiaks on Thursday evening. Who you got? <laughs> you get a laugh every time. I think I might.
1: <laughs> uh, I miss. I kind of miss Evan saying it uh, the way he said it was uh, was good for a laugh. But I, I, I'm appreciating your efforts on on who you got here, Brad. Um, can Coburg shock the world and beat the Peterborough Lakers? That is the question. I'm not so sure they can. give me the Lake Show. I I just think they're just too good. Peterborough, I think, is just a better team than Coburg, who's off to a nice start here and lots of young talent on the come up, but uh, they're not quite at the Lakers level yet, in my estimation. Give me Peterborough.
0: No, I agree. Agree with Pat Gregoire before that too. They're in that sort of second class. They got to get. They're going to get their wins and their hay against the Oakvilles and the Brooklyns and the Bramptons, but I don't think they have enough to beat the Peterborough Lakers quite yet. We'll take the same one on this one. Peterborough Lakers over Coburg this week. Okay. Okay, last but certainly not least, uh, right in our own backyard here in the WLA, we've got the Friday Nighter. Mm -hmm. Victoria Shamrocks will host the new Westminster Salmon Bellies. Three and two bellies. Should be the three and one bellies after that uh disqualified game. Yes. And the Shamrocks who are struggling mighty right now. Uh two and three for the Victoria Shamrocks, but they're at home at the queue on Friday night against the bellies. Jake
2: Elliott, who you got? <laughs>
1: This game, Brad, is a tough one to pick here because you're right. Victoria is completely underachieved out of the gates here. A lot of different pieces in and out of their lineup. A lot of guys were missing on Sunday night in Maple Ridge. Like a good chunk of good players were out of their lineup. Friday night is kind of Victoria's home night. They're going to be, I think, a full stacked roster there on Friday for the Rocks. But New West is playing very well over the last couple of games. Kevin Crowley has made a difference. I'm not sure the Big Cat's going to stick around for the bellies for this Friday night's game. I don't know that or not. Will Logan be back? Is Mitch Jones playing any road games this year? I don't know. So with all that being said, I think it's time for Victoria to get off the schneid here and get on a run a little bit. So give me the Shamrocks at home to beat the bellies.
0: I will take the Road Warrior New Westminster Salmon Bellies Friday night.
1: Again, you know,
0: to mix things up, this hole's gonna get. I'm gonna get out of this hole, or I'm gonna get buried oh, in this man. hole. But New West is, uh, they're they're on fire. They're 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 got some great pieces in there that are rounding into form. Austin Shanks is playing fantastic lacrosse. Bouquet's is gonna give them a shot. And I still think that Victoria back end needs needs to shore things up. You might get a full lineup. You might get Reese Dutch's return from Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to take the bellies on the road in this one.
1: Okay. Uh, you heard it here, fans. Uh, four out of the five games differentiating picks. And this is going to be a real interesting week, two in who you got. Now, we'll figure this out, I think, after this episode, Brad, but Get your uh, thinking cap on here a little bit. Get your straw country thinking hat on here a little bit, because Stampy Tech has told us that they're going to start giving away some prizes here. We got to we got to figure out a way on Lax class on on how we can come up with some sort of contest here to give away prizes. You got anything yeah, on the I on think, the burner?
0: Well, I, I'd like to some participation. Like, if you guys have anybody listening, if you guys have ideas for report cards, if you want to throw anybody under the bus or onto the bus during the week, you can hit us up on Twitter at Brad Chow, C-H-A-L-L at P-X-P for sports. Give us a report card. If you're at a junior A game in Ontario, or if you're at a junior A game in BC and you see a fantastic performance, hit us up on Twitter. Hey, Brad. Hey, Jake. uh, Just saw, uh, you know, just saw a goaltender have a three goal against performance in Ontario or something like that's an A performance. Hashtag, Black's class report cards, or something. We'll figure out the the hashtag. Yeah, but so, we, may, uh, so maybe,
1: so maybe get us
0: involved. I want to get some people contributing to the report cards. Maybe we float you guys a country uh, a cowboy hat for for participating.
1: I like that. I like that. So maybe the best report card submission throughout the week gets rid, gets read on the air, and they win a prize. Got to I use, like. but we got to use like. the hashtag. We'll figure out the hashtag. We'll figure out the hashtag as we're doing this on the fly. This is terrible podcasting right now. We should have planned this out a little better, Bradley. But anyways, uh, thanks to Stampede Tech as They're going to start uh, giving away some prizes. Don't forget about those Thunder tickets. Just tweet at me the score from Saturday night. Uh, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get on our way here, Bradley?
0: I think we summed up a lot. It's been, uh, it's been a slice. Spending another hour and change with you. Happy to have uh, Pat Gregoire back on the show. And uh, you're back in the barns this week. I've got a couple weeks off before my next W.A. game, but stay in touch on Twitter at Brad Chow. on PXC for sports. Thanks for listening.
1: Peace. Yeah, you bet. Uh, Big thanks to Pat Gregoire and to Pete Tellis for coming on the program. Our fabulous sponsors, of course, and Stampede, Tack, and Western Wear, Pure Vita Labs, Associated Labels and Packaging, and our title sponsor here on Lax Class Extreme Threads. Make sure you're supporting those fine folks. Brad mentioned it. At Brad Shell at PXP for Sports. The show is at Lax Class. If you haven't done it by now, shame on you. But just subscribe to the podcast wherever you find your podcast. Search Lacrosse All Stars. You will find Lacrosse Classified, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, you name it. We are there. It gets delivered to your phone every single week. Tuesdays, 3 o'clock Eastern, right here on the Lax All Stars Podcast Network, is when we release this show every single week. But for now, we got to go. For the fastest game on two feet and for the creator, thanks for listening to Extreme Threads, lacrosse classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network.